Hello, I'm Anthony William, and you're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show. Each week, I talk about the most advanced healing information and secrets about health, much of which is not found anywhere else and is decades ahead of what's out there now. And we're going to be covering some of those today. This is a big deal. I love this show, what we're talking about. As I've always said, who has 10 or 20, 30 years to wait? Blah, 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 right? The 10, 20, 30 years to wait it does matter. Someone said again to me recently, you always say that, they said. They said, you know, Anthony, you always say that. 10, 20, 30, heard it over and over. And, I, and you know, let me tell you something. And then someone else said to me that it means everything to know that I understand someone's pain and suffering and chronic illness that's lasted so long. I said to this other person who, who was being kind of negative about that. And I said, look, did you ever have anything go wrong at all? Did you ever have a problem? Oh, you know, I once twisted an ankle and, you know, it took a couple of weeks to heal. I go, what about if that ankle took six months to heal? But more than that, you couldn't walk around or get around. What do you like to do? I said, well, I like to play basketball and, you know, I like with my friends and I like to do this and I like to go skiing. I go, but what if you couldn't do that for a full year? What if you couldn't? Then what would you be saying? And, you know, and he said, you're right. You're right. I've taken this the wrong way. Who does have six or months or a year? I go, well, to think about the people who've had chronic fatigue for 10 years on and off and or a migraine or chronic migraines where, hey, you can't plan anything that day. Forget planning going out with the girls or planning to go to dinner or because you don't know if that migraine's going to be there. You, you don't know if that's going to be the day the migraine comes. And, you know, your whole life gets planned around that or that you go get a job and you, you, you want to start a career, you want to get a job or a position opens up somewhere or you get a, you know, you get, or a job opens up at a grocery store uh, to be a manager or to, you know, whatever. And you can't take the job because you don't know if you're going to be able to hack it because you got the fatigue and it's been going on for a few years and your family you know is is feeling it and everybody's feeling it around you it matters to get answers it matters to get things done so that's why i say that so thanks for being patient why i say that everybody out there life is precious we have no time to waste let's get the healing going now today's about cold and flu Colds and flus, the flu, this is exciting. People get it every year. They get colds, they get sore throats, they get head colds, they get sinus infections, they get bronchitis, they get pneumonia, they get all of that, right? You guys probably experience that. In fact, this year has been um, a flu epidemic of great proportion. I mean, seriously, it's been really that bad this year, this winter. It's been unbelievable. So we're going to cover all that in today's show. So basically, we're covering germs, 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 germs. That's what we're that's what we're covering today. Check out the Healing Path. I always recommend the Healing Path because it's free. It's basically an eighteen audio course, eighteen audios packed with information. It's a free download, and I put my heart, my soul, my guts into it. <laughs> I put everything into that. And, you know, to make sure that that information is there for everyone. So, hey, if you if you haven't heard about it, go to the website, medicalmedium.com, and download it. I mean, I'm not trying to sell you something. It's free for real. There's no, like, gimmick. Just download that. It's free, and you have literally what someone has told me recently, a treasure trove of information. And, um, and so it's really important. That's something... Look, there's stories on Instagram that we put in that we put out every single day. Facebook and Instagram. There's articles that we put out. Put out. We put out tremendous amounts of information, like like tremendous amounts. The blog articles, everything. Check them out. They're not just little cutesy little sayings and and just like a little paragraph. They're in depth. They're they're detailed about all kinds of different. Conditions, symptoms, problems people face. Just check it all out. Check out the stories. Check out the articles. Check out the blog. Just go and look because it's there for you. That's the whole point. It's actually there for you. So I'm just encouraging everybody because 
because you know someone else also said to me like well what do you what do you have you know what do you have to offer you do what the radio show you got the book no I, there's lots of things that we're doing to help people we're dedicated we're dedicated and and just like you're dedicated to healing you know i mean i have to do that other part because it wouldn't be fair otherwise because you're dedicated in healing right I mean, you're dedicated to take care of yourself, even if you're doing one thing, even if you're doing two things, three things, you're taking care of yourself in some way, eating better. That's a dedication. That's a commitment that you're doing. And I honor that. I respect that. I believe in that. I stand behind you 100%. And I have faith, faith in your body, faith in your body healing. I have faith in you. And so what do I have to do? I have to just keep on producing, keep on producing, keep on producing. You better believe it. <laughs> and I'm not going to stop. And I have to keep on producing. I have to handle my other half because you got that half covered. So I want to make sure all that information's getting out there. The blog articles, all that stuff is getting out there. You know, all the information we put out every day. And and then, of course, packing it in the books. Life-changing foods is packed. I I... You know, I, I don't feel like I let you guys down, I think, because I've been told a few times recently that I didn't, that the book is packed. And I remember, you know, last year saying, look, you'll see, you'll see. And it, 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 well, hey, you know, just, you know, and then there's the new book coming out now, another one, the thyroid healing book. Check that out. It's not out yet. You know, it's, it's you're going to have to, you know, wait a little while, but but check that out. Check out the thyroid book. And that's really jammed, packed, coming out. And that's really packed. And and you will be blown away. I promise. But I have to do that other half because you guys are doing the other half. We're working together. It's you and me. It's <laughs> It's you and me. It's me and you. Okay? And we are working together. That's the whole point. And I can't get, I can't get lazy. I can't get lazy and say, oh, I don't want to put out that article. I don't want to ask Spirit for all this information that's never before ever heard in any circuit, in any alternative market, or any alternative healing, or in any books, or on the internet. Information that Spirit provides that's never been heard before, so you can heal. I can't get lazy on that. I just have to listen to Spirit and get you that information and deliver that. Just like when I delivered it as a child to so many people and to my grandmother and to everybody else. And I delivered that information growing up and then being there for you guys. So anyway, we're doing cold and flu. Cold and flu. That's what we're doing today. So germs, germs, and germs. How do we, first of all, not catch the flu? How do we not catch it? There's ways of protecting ourselves. I think I told you this one story before where I was, you know, I was traveling, and I was run down, and I was traveling, and uh, I, I think this is about five or six years ago, I don't know what it is now, I can't remember now, but, you know, and, and a lot was going on, and there was a flu ripping through, everybody had it, they all had the sinuses, the cough, they all had the fevers, everybody was getting it, had it, and I remember I felt a little tickle in my throat, and I said, oh, man, this is this is just not, this is not good. I don't need this right now. I'm doing so much. Somebody must have coughed in my face. <laughs> someone, someone must have, you know, or whatever. And I felt that tickle in my throat. And Spirit said the zinc, the liquid zinc sulfate, the liquid zinc sulfate. And I did zinc shock therapy. That's what I did. Well, hey, it sounds like it's something out there. No, no, it's something that I created, meaning through spirit, that spirit helped me create. It's not something you look up and you look up zinc shock therapy. And if it is out there now, that's because of me for sure, okay? But the point is, is because it sounds like something that's already been going around and it's out, it's out, it's been out forever. No, it's not. And what happened is spirit said zinc, zinc shock therapy. I said, okay, what do I do? Spirit, what do I do? And I just shot a whole bunch of dropperfuls right in the throat immediately because I knew, I knew I was coming down with that flu. And I just, boom, boom. And I wasn't sleeping because I was traveling a lot. I wasn't sleeping. 
I was catching an hour here, catching an hour. There was so much going on. It was the height of the flu season. And I just squirted it on down there. One squirt, two squirt, three squirt, four squirt, right in the throat. Let it sit there. Two hours later, one, two, three, four squirts. Let it sit in there. A couple hours later, one, two, three, four. Let it sit in there. Bam. Woke up that morning, the next morning, gone. Gone, gone, gone. Never even touched me. I got it early. I got it early. And if we can't get it early... We can't get it early. That's okay, too. We could do lots and lots of things to protect ourselves from the flu. And we're going to cover all kinds of information about the flu and everything. So, you know, today's going to be really fun. But so the deal is, the deal is, how do we not catch it to begin with? Well, you know, we got to try not to get run down. We got to try to get some sleep. Okay, fine. You know, those are the basics. But the flu virus likes to eat. It likes to eat like other viruses. Viruses love to eat. Now, um, you know, uh, there, there are people out there, professionals out there in the medical world that don't know yet that viruses feed, that they consume. They believe that, no, these cells reproduce. They rep- reproduce through a protein, and, and um, that's all they do. They, do. they don't eat anything. And so this is, this is information that's out there as far as, Viruses don't eat anything. That's wrong and misinformation. Viruses feed. They eat. That's what they do. They love certain things. Like, for instance, uh, I always talk about the Epstein-Barr virus. I'm the first one to bring into the world what Epstein-Barr, what symptoms Epstein-Barr causes. I'm the first person to do that. Now it's being taken and the information's just being scrambled. It's running around amok out there. Uh, people aren't giving me credit about it and they're just trying to rewrite it and it's, but it's not, you know, hundred percent accurate. And I always say, try to go to the main source. The main source is spirit. That's the main source. So when it comes down to Epstein-Barr and stuff, always come back to spirit's information. Um, the thyroid book covers a lot of that, that I've never even covered in the first book, medical medium. But anyway, viruses, viruses feed and they're hungry. They multiply through food sources. That's what they do. Food can enter into a virus. So viruses have a door, a doorway that opens and shuts, and food enters into the virus. That's how it grows and reproduces. This is will be discovered. It will be And there's lots of things that are discovered now that I knew 30 years ago. This one will be eventually. But the flu virus loves food. Now, if you talk about the avian flu, if you talk about the bird flu, bird flu, the reason why the birds catch a flu is the virus loves to attack. It has the ability to attack a bird. It has the ability to feed off of a bird. What's the bird of choice that flu viruses love to feed off of? The bird choice is chicken, chickens, okay, fowl, chicken. That's what bird flu likes to actually eat and feed off of. And bird flu is a dangerous one because it causes flesh deterioration because it feeds off of flesh internally inside the bird. So that flu bug feeds off the adrenal glands inside of a bird, meaning it eats adrenal gland and it eats flesh. So it actually feeds off of um, cells cells in the body, flesh cells in the body of a bird. So that's the kind of virus it is. But all flu viruses like to eat chicken. Now, I'm not trying to scare the crap out of everybody purposely to get them to stop eating chicken. You like chicken, and that's what does you right, you feel, and you're eating still your leafy greens, and you're still bringing some fruits in that I want you to bring, then hey, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. You know, I'm not anti-every single diet, but I will say, if you want the least chance of catching a flu or stomach flu, especially that darn stomach flu where you vomit and you're sick and your stomach's a hot mess, if you want to get rid of all the, you know, the different stomach flus, then you don't want to have chicken in your system. And I don't mean chicken that day or chicken that night. I mean chicken in general. Now, what you're thinking right now Maybe not all of you, but what you're probably thinking is, hey, wait a minute. What about chicken soup? Isn't that the best cure for the flu? No, it's not the best cure for the flu. It's not. 
it never was a cure for the flu. Now, I know I'm controversial on this for a minute here because I know there's a whole bunch of chicken soup stuff going on out there and there's all these people trying to prove it and it's always, it's been, you know, <laughs> it's been looked at and it's folklore and it goes, it's everything from science to folklore to whatever, but no, chicken soup is not what makes somebody start getting better or feeling a little better, okay? It's, the, it's whatever else is in that chicken soup, it's the garlic. It's the onions. Everybody does a chicken soup differently. They have the garlic in there. They have the onions in there. They have the carrots in there. They have the celery in there. They have, they have, um, I've seen people put zucchini in their chicken soups. You know, old recipes, it's just chopping up zucchini. It goes in there. I've seen lots of different things in chicken soups. Every grandma has a different chicken soup. They're not all the same. But it's what's in that chicken soup, namely garlic, namely an onion, especially an onion, believe it or not, that actually helps improve. And then it's the hydration of the chicken soup, and it's the mineral salts in the chicken soup, the mineral salts. There's nothing in the chicken that helps you with a cold or flu. That's the part that's fighting against you when you're using chicken soup for a flu or a cold. I'm not trying to be negative about chicken soup. Not I'm just trying to look. If I don't give it to you straight, then I'm doing you wrong. Bottom line, I'm doing you wrong. So if you if you get upset about me and you think I'm like might be biased about chicken soup or anything like it, because people are really they're headstrong about their chicken soup. Like that's one area I was afraid of even kind of jumping into today. I remember for the show as I was preparing a little bit, I was talking to my assistant and I said, "I'm afraid to talk about the chicken soup." I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid. But then, you know, I thought about it. And then Spirit said to me, Spirit said, what are you going to do? You're going to do the people wrong? I said, what do you mean? Spirit said, well, you just don't be straight with them. You're going to do them wrong. I go, oh, man. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. What happens is with that chicken soup, you got all the mineral salts in there from the celery. You got that. You got the carrots. There's mineral salts and carrots. And there's also precious sugars that feed your liver and feed your body and feed your body's immune system to fight the flu. And then the onion. The onion is antiviral. Antiviral. Garlic. Antiviral. The flu is a virus. That's what makes chicken soup. Chicken soup. So what I like is I like taking out the chicken because that feeds the virus. That feeds the flu virus, especially the flu virus, out of all the viruses, especially the flu virus, the chicken is literally its number one food, number one food. And people who eat chicken on a daily basis every day, when the flu season comes around, they get the flu and they may get it twice, three times, unless they take care of themselves in other ways while they're still eating the chicken, unless they're taking care of themselves. So the person who goes, I never caught a flu and I eat chicken every day, that's because you're probably doing other things for your health. And you're keeping yourself steady with all these different ways. So when you do catch that cold or flu, it's mild, or you don't remember you had one because it was two years ago and it was mild. But there's a lot of people that got, get slammed three, four times a year with a cold or flu or sinus infection or stomach flu. And you want that chicken out of there. I'm just telling you, right now, you want it out of there. You want the healing broths. I like the healing broth. Reason why the healing broth doesn't have chicken in it because I don't want it to be a chicken soup because I know that viruses will, the viruses that are chicken wanting will want it. Chicken hungry will want it. So, so that's why the healing broth is what it is because it really is a healing broth when you remove the viral feeder. Really important to know. So you still make your, your still make your chicken soup without the chicken and still get better results with cold flu you know, sinus infections a whole bit. In fact, why don't you put more onion in it? In fact, why don't you put more garlic in it and make it a real healing, healing soup, a, a savior, a graceful savior soup. Why don't you really do that and remove that chicken fat? Chicken fat takes oxygen out of the blood so you can't fight the virus even faster. So would even the fat from the chicken on top of that chicken soup, make a big, big pot of chicken soup. Stick it in the refrigerator, and the next morning you come to it, and you got a half an inch of fat on top of that, frozen, not frozen, but solidified, glagulated, right there on top, right there on top. That fat right there slows down your liver, makes it sluggish. That fat right there stops your immune system from beating down Epstein-Barr. It stops your immune system from beating down a flu virus. 
right there. Stops your immune system from, from beating down bacteria like streptococcus, streptococcal to strep throat. It stops that. A big fat layer of fat stops oxygen to your immune system, oxygen to your liver, oxygen to your heart. You don't want that on your soup while you're trying to heal. You don't want that there. Okay? And this is important, really important to know. What Watch the flack I get from this show. I can already feel it coming on. But look, 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 I'm just saying if you want to be flu-free or fight it faster, if you don't want to be bogged down, these are some tips that are so important. So let's go into some more fun stuff about all this. Colds. There are, there are no colds anymore. Colds, rhinovirus, there are none. They've all been dominated. They've all been taken over. You're only going to hear it here. Only going to hear it here. Another piece of information, you're only going to hear it here. Sound like a broken record with that record with that. I have to, though, because if there's anybody new that's listening to the show for the first time, they need to know I'm not just taking some information off the internet and delivering it to you like everybody else is. But no, I need you here to learn so you can help people. So I need you to know all these things. So here's the deal. There aren't colds anymore. Newsflash, it's all the flu, and it's only the flu, even if it's a mild variety of flu. There's so many different strains. Now, that information's out there. There's so many different strains of the flu. But what's not out there is there's no colds. There's no colds. No, 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 I'm sorry. It's all flu, and guess what? The flu isn't just the winter. It's not just the fall. When everybody goes back to college, and everybody's got the flu and they're coughing their butts off. That's not when it is. It's then, it's six weeks after that. 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 Then you get into then you get into March. It's six weeks after that. Then you get your next wave of flu. April, six weeks after that, you get your next wave of flu in May. And just when you think no one catches colds and flus in the summertime, bull. They all catch colds and flus in the summertime. Been helping people for over 30 years. I can't tell you how many people, both kids and adults, with sinus infections all summer long from getting the flu, getting the sinus flu, stomach flus during the summer, barfing their brains out, stomach flus, viral flus, um, chest flus, bronchitis in the middle of the summer, going all the way to August. There's always an August flu before you even get to late September when everybody goes back to school. The flu never stops because it's happening all across the country, all across the globe, when it's winter in Australia, the flu's rampant, you see? And it's everybody's hopping on planes and bringing it to the U.S. It doesn't matter where it is. And in the summertime in, summertime in Australia, I'm just using Australia's example, everybody's bringing it over there in the plains from our winter. It doesn't matter. The flu is 24-7. It's all year long. Everybody's catching it. Different times of the season, it doesn't matter, and it's always there. And colds have died. They have been taking over. See, cold bugs, the little cold bugs that used to be the bugs of the colds, little tiny sore throat, some sniffles, goes away in a day. Um, if you're lucky, a temperature of 99 those are the past. Now, if you do have symptoms like that, you could easily have one of the mild flus or your body's fighting that flu fantastically so it doesn't turn into what feels like a flu, so you feel like you just had a cold. So if you're at work and someone's like, oh, I'm just dealing with a cold, I got sinuses, <clears throat> got a little thing. It's just, no, it's the flu. It's the flu, bottom line. And how you may react to that flu is different than how the other person reacts too. Everybody reacts differently. Some people get a pipe and fever of 104, pipe and fever of 102. They're delirious. Some people, they just, just run a temperature of 100. <clears throat> they go to work. They go out and bowl after work. And, um, and that's what happens. And, you know, it's, 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 it's not, so, not so heavy duty. It's kind of mild. Here's the deal. The flu always creates all this mucus in many cases. And what happens is when it creates mucus like that, so when the mucus starts and starts to drain, it drains at night. It drains, you know, the, the whole post-nasal trip, but even more than that, drains into the chest. You may not feel it. You may not have a cough at first when you start with the flu. And, you know, different levels of flus, different mild ones, whatever. But 
whether mild to extreme. And then the mucus builds up in the lungs. Three days later, you start to cough or the mucus starts breaking up or it really starts in the sinuses heavier and heavier, then drains back down in the chest. That mucus in the chest, that's where bronchitis, that's what bronchitis is. Bronchitis is that mucus down in the chest. Pneumonia is when bacteria starts to proliferate, starts to grow from that mucus being down there too long. So you get, you become pneumatic. So, you know, because people have the pneumonia bacteria, they have it, they both have different varieties of pneumonia bacteria all in them. They have chlamydia pneumonia, they have all different kinds of pneumonia that's inside of them. So you have to, you have to understand how that works. Um, so, that's in us automatically, that bacteria. And that bacteria really is worthless. It doesn't cause any trouble unless you're really beaten down, run down, eating terribly wrong, um, catching cold and flus, and not even catching cold and flus. If you're just beaten down and run down, not taking care of yourself, and you're severely zinc deficient, yeah, you know, you can, you can get that bacteria can really, you know, start up. You can get a strep, a strep, strep bacteria in the lungs causing a pneumonia too, a strep pneumonia. You can get, you know, a, a pneumatic bacteria. Basically what that means, it's a bacteria that that's kind of slightly unidentified to some degree. It's just, they, that's what they call it, pneumonia. Basically, they don't know what it is. There's a couple of varieties of pneumatic bacteria. And, um, you know, really... Believe it or not, the strep has a lot to do with a, a, different varieties causing causing that. But the whole point is, you got the flu; it's draining down, and it gets down to the lung, and then it sits in there, the mucus, and then you got the cough and you got the bronchitis. So if you're not, you know, doing expectorants and taking care of yourself and taking it easy. You know that that mucus. You get the coughing attacks in the morning, coughing attacks at night. And you really can't, you can't function good. And then what happens is if it, the mucus is down there way too long, you can get the pneumonia possibilities, which is bacteria can get built up down there, whether it's a strep that you've had in your system for years or, um, you know, a, a type of pneumatic bacteria that you've happened to have in your system, like a chlamydia bacteria, anything like that. Yeah, and, and it could be down in there and start creating some kind of pneumonia if you're really run down, if your zinc reserves are low, you're not taking care of yourself. You can go into something like that. But the mucus, a lot of people when they first come down with their flu, they're usually, say, they go to work and they're not feeling that great. They get the sore throat and they're like, no, no, I just got a sore throat. Everything's all good. But then, you know, that night comes, sore throat gets a little worse. They get a fever in the morning. and like, okay, they go back to work again. And now, you know, the, the, the sinuses start to clog up and the mucus starts to form a little later on. It's almost predictable. You say, well, you're going to have a cough in four days. You're going to have a cough in three days. You're going to have a cough in five days. And they're like, no, 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 I'm not going to have a cough. How can I have a cough? I only have a sore throat. I got a little mild fever. No, you're going to have a cough. And then, yeah, four or five days later, a person's coughing their brains out because, you know, the flu's just running the course. But... Here's how it works. It's like at every six-week cycle I was talking about before, there's a new flu on the horizon, new flu on the horizon. I've seen people catch them every three months. I've seen people catch them every six weeks. I've seen people run down where they catch them in all different ways. But there's a lot of different flus. They take different shapes, different sizes. Flus come in different varieties. Some flus like to create more high fevers. Some like to be sinus-related only, only. And some like to be stomach-related. Some like to be a cross between sinus and stomach. A lot of people get so much mucus that they think they got a stomach flu, but it was really just all sinus because the amount of mucus that they swallowed, lots of swallowing mucus down in the stomach, letting it sit down in there. And then the stomach gets sick, it gets bloated as heck, and no appetite. Sometimes you might vomit mucus. There's a lot of people that cough and vomit mucus when they got the flu because their stomachs are filled with mucus, their lungs have it, and they're just coughing it out. So these are all the things. Hey, maybe you've been in this position, maybe you know someone. But um, so knocking colds and flus out early is a big deal. So we're going to cover that. I talked about the zinc. 
always have a bottle of liquid sulfate zinc with you nearby in your life. Just always have it. Because if you think you're even remotely getting the possibility of a, of a flu, you want to shoot that zinc in your throat and let it sit there. If you're zinc sensitive, where you're just too sensitive, just do a few tiny drops. Some people that can't, they're really sensitive to certain vitamins, and zinc can be, you know, a sensitive thing to some people. Um, how, do, how else do we prevent a flu? Keep your fingers and your face Keep your fingers and your hands away from your face. Keep your fingers and your hands away from your eyes. You know, if it's flu season, you're working on keyboards and you're working and you're doing this and wherever you are, or you're touching somebody that's got the flu, whatever you got to do, just don't take your hands and put your fingers in your eyes. Don't rub your eyes because it's an instant flu. It's a guaranteed catch. I mean, practically guaranteed when you're out and about, going to restaurants, whatever, you know, take handy wipes with you during flu season. Use a handy wipe before you start your dinner at a restaurant. Order your food hot. Order your food hot at the restaurants so that the person making it, because during flu season, they're coughing, they're sneezing, coughing all over your food, sneezing all over your food. The waitress is sneezing on your food, coughing on your food. (laughs) And it goes on and on and on. The beat goes on. And, and you want to make sure your food comes really hot. So it just it basically kills the flu viruses. These little things matter, every bit of it. So you want you know, want to make sure you got cooked food and you don't want to be doing the raw salads and, and when you're in the middle of flu season in restaurants and you want to make sure that your food is piping hot. You know, say, hey, look, can you, can you make the plate hot? Can you make the food, you know, can you just throw the food in the oven, get it nice and hot? Whatever it is, it all matters. So see, these are some of the things to think about. So let's go back to um, what foods feed the flus. What foods feed all viruses? Dairy products, that's a big feeder of viruses. I talk about it in the books, you know, and I talk about it in different ways. Like the first book, I mentioned it, Medical Medium, and then I provided more information in the second book. But it's important to know that what you're eating can feed something else. That's a way, that's a real true way of protecting yourself right there. It's, it's really imperative to know that. And you might say, well, I mean, I feel fine once I've eaten that piece of cheese. I feel okay. I can eat cheese, you know, every day. I could have it on my salads. I could have it on my sandwiches. But it is a recipe for feeding something eventually, whether it's an Epstein-Barr, whether it's cytomegalovirus, whether it's HHV-6, whether it's simplex-1, simplex-2, whether it's, you know, um, something else, it can feed it, including bacteria, it can feed it. E. coli loves, E. coli itself loves it. MRSA loves it, loves dairy products. Just so many things love it. And if you're big into parasites, if you're someone who just, you know, is, is a parasite freak, meaning like... You know, there's people out there that just, everything's parasites, everything's parasites, everything's parasites. It, it, then don't feed the parasites, because guess what? Parasites eat. They eat, and worms eat dairy products. That's what they love. Milk, cheese, butter. Milk, cheese, butter, kefir, yogurt, ghee. Yeah, even ghee, believe it or not. So always know this. So cold flu season, don't eat any dairy products. You have a better chance of not catching cold, not catching a flu. <laughs> and if you catch the flu, okay, it could be much more mild, less mucus. I've seen people who catch the flu every single year. I mean, out of the decades I've been helping people, they catch the flu every year, a couple of times a year, worst flus ever, mucus, everything, bronchitis, you name it, sinus infections, all of it with it, misery, And they stop dairy products and they stopped getting the flu or the flu was cut down to a manageable level where they caught it once it was mild and they moved on with their life. Okay, another one too, eggs. Big one really does feed the flu virus. So cold season, you don't want to make two scrambled eggs. If you do make two scrambled eggs for breakfast during cold and flu season or whatever during that time... I still say cold, even though they don't exist anymore. It's all flu, but it's by habit, just so many years. But the bottom line is you put put some garlic on that toast then. If you're going to have eggs and toast, put some garlic on it. If you're going to have butter, 
Yeah, I mean, I know, you know, people are like, yeah, but grass-fed butter is the best. And that's, no, yeah, that's better. Absolutely that's better because it's going to lack. It's going to lack all that, you know, that GMO grain inside of it. It's going to lack, you know, all of that um, hormone and everything that's added. It's going to lack, it's going to be reduced in heavy metals. I get it. So sure, you have the grass-fed butter. It's still going to feed a flu. So if you're having a flu cold and you make some scrambled eggs and you have some toast with some butter, put some garlic in there. You got to try to help defend also. Put something in there that's going to be killing off the flu virus at the same time you're trying to feed the flu virus by accident. So, you know, and that's, that's an option you can do. You know, and I offer that option because some people, they just like, they like their toast and butter. They, lo- they love it. And they catch a cold and flu and they have tea and they have toast and butter. So we'll put some garlic in there. They're like, yuck. No, try it. And they put a little garlic, raw garlic on top of there and they have it. And they actually get better. And they get better faster. Or they feel a little bit better and they notice a difference. So it's something you can do. So stay away from the eggs. Stay away from the dairy products when it comes down to those flus. And being sick, sinus infections, sore throats, all of it, no matter what, cough, whatever's coming on, stay away from that. Stay away from the chicken. Pull the chicken out of the soup like I talked about. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you, you should do it. I'm not saying you, you can't eat chicken again if that's what you love. I'm just saying it's even better without it is what's going on. So what are some of the... Uh, weapons what are some of the weapons we can use to keep ourselves from getting really sick from flu and stuff like that let's go over it olive leaf i love olive leaf so if you know olive leaf you could take every single day if you have epstein bar or you take every single day if, okay let's just move the you know move epstein bar over whether you have fibromyalgia multiple sclerosis chronic fatigue syndrome by the way which are all epstein bar <laughs> but move Epstein Bar over. You know, some someone said to me, you say, Well, it's Epstein Bar with you. That's all it is. Okay, okay, move it over. Let's talk about fibromyalgia. Let's talk about multiple sclerosis. Let's talk about rheumatoid arthritis. Let's talk about um connective tissue diseases. Guess what? They're all Epstein Bar. Yep, that's right. So anyway, you can use the olive leaf with that, is what you can do. You know, and cystic fibrosis, all it, Epstein Bar. Yeah, breast cancer, Epstein Bar. Hashimoto's thyroiditis, Epstein-Barr. I'm the first person to bring that to the table because you're going to be hearing a lot about it. Everybody's putting it in, putting it in their books right now and they're put doing courses out there in the world and they're saying about how Epstein-Barr is involved. That came from me. It's important to know because I'm going to provide more and more first-time information and always going to be ahead of everybody, not because I'm smart, but because spirit knows. And that's the point. So stay tuned. And because you want, you want... You want the stuff. You want the gold. You want the good stuff. I can't let you down. I got to be with you. Stand behind you. You're doing the other half of the work, so I got to be. I got to do mine. Always provide. So the deal is, you want that olive leaf in there anyway. Take a couple of capsules every single day. I mean, I would do that. You can get capsules. You can get it in tincture, alcohol-free tincture olive leaf. So, but when you start getting the flu or or you start feeling sick with something, up your olive leaf. Echinacea golden seal, incredible for the flu. Golden seal you could do by yourself. You can get the combination echinacea golden seal. I love it. I also love it battling strep, strep throat, tonsillitis, um, you know, sinus infections caused by strep. I also like, you know, because there's different sinus infections that aren't just the flu. You can get the strep, the chronic sinus stuff where it's not a flu. There's people that have sinus infections that are chronic from strep and then a flu comes by and then their sinuses get much worse for about two months and then finally backs down to their normal agony where their sinuses are just partly bad because they got the chronic low-grade strep. And then another flu comes along, and boom, and now their sinuses are just totally terrible. And they're back to that again. Well, echinacea golden seal, elderberry. Elderberry syrup. Get a good elderberry syrup. Incredible. Incredible for the cold and flus. (laughs) Colds and flus. Back to that again, the colds. Lomatium root. Lomatium. L-O-M-A-T-I-U-M. Lomatium. Some people call it lomatium. I call it lomatium. 
Lomatium root, credible for the lungs, bronchitis, pneumonia, flu, uh, sinus problems, fever, whatever. Lomatium root is fantastic. I've seen it save people's lives. Eye bright. Yep, your eye, you know, like your eyeball. Eye bright, beautiful herb. You know, I love right around midsummer walking in a field. I don't know if you ever get a chance to walk in a field. I try to do that once in a while in the summertime. I try to get out to the, you know, to the wild. I try to get out there and I, and I like to ask spirit to identify all the herbs for me. I've been doing that since I was a child. Since I was a child, I would say, what's this weed? Spirit say, that's not a weed. That's this. What's this spirit? Spirit say, that's not a weed. <laughs> that's sarsaparilla. What's this spirit? That's not a weed. <laughs> that's chaga. You know, what's, you know, when I was little. And so I love still doing that. It's the one thing that keeps me sane throughout it all. Throughout all the crap that's out there and all the bull and everything else and stress in life. It's the one thing that keeps me sane. So I love midsummer going out and being like, whoa, spirit told me, taught me about eyebright when I was younger, showed me it. You know, eyebright is amazing. It pops out of the ground. It's three inches tall, little cute little flowers that bing in the sun and they look at you. Eyebright's an incredible herb. So you can get that. You can buy it, you know, alcohol free in a tincture. So eyebright's amazing for knocking down flus. I like eyebright too for streptococcus. I like eyebright for other things. Um, Cherry bark for the cough. You can get cherry bark syrup, just like elderberry syrup. And for the kids, you can use any of these for kids in smaller dosages. As a mommy, you can totally prevent cold, you know, the whole flu thing. <laughs> okay? And you know, it's mullein leaf. Mullein leaf. M-U-L-L-E-I-N. Mullein leaf. I love that. That's a great tincture for the lungs. Incredible for the lungs. I like mullein leaf for shingles, shingles-related neuropathies, shingles-related frozen shoulder, um, you know, uh, Bell's palsy, shingles-related. You know, I'm, I was the first to bring what shingles does, causes Bell's palsy and everything else. And now, recently, I saw somewhere that someone was talking about Bell's palsy being shingles-related. Uh, you know, thank God for spirit bringing this information to the world. So... So mullein leaf's amazing for the shingles, but it's incredible for the flu. It's incredible for sinus infections, bronchitis, lung issues. So you want the mullein leaf. Propolis. Propolis is amazing for the immune system, really powerful, incredible for flus. I love it. You know, I'll, I'll do, if I feel like something's coming on or something, boom, just some propolis. Nothing ever comes on when you do it. That's, that's what happens. Just propolis right down in the throat. It's amazing. So you got that. Very powerful. Um, you can do you, that anytime you want. So these are options right here. Vitamin C. Always do vitamin C. You should be doing vitamin C anyway every day. And so make sure that's in your system. So that's there. But you can do the ginger, ginger turmeric shot in life-changing foods. Use that for a flu. Ginger turmeric shot. Yeah, it's pretty strong. It's a pretty strong shot. No joke, but use it. If it's too strong for you, then just do ginger turmeric tea. Simmer it. Hunks of ginger, hunks of turmeric, simmer it. Go to the store, health food store, get some turmeric, get some ginger hunks, cut it up, put it in, simmer it up, and then you got something. You got something, you could have tea, you could drink it all day long and shorten your flu. Protect yourself from a flu and bronchitis too. See, here's the deal. If you get the flu, you're already in it. So the, so now you want to make sure you don't want the bronchitis. If you're someone who gets to that point, you want to now make sure you, you don't want it ever pneumatic if you're someone who's ever worried about that or gets to that point. Pneumonia. So so you want to do those uh, turmeric ginger pieces Simmer that tea. And then the healing broth, the garlic, the onions, and the celery in the healing broth. And you can do, you know, a little broccoli in the healing broth if you really like, a little asparagus in the healing broth. Because if you look at life-changing foods, you'll see what's going on with asparagus. You'll see what's going on with the little cauliflower. You'll see what's happening with garlic, what it really possesses, the information that Spirit put out there. And... When you make that into your healing broth, you can have that without the flu. You can use that to keep yourself healthy. But it's amazing. It's powerful. 
it's it's really a great thing for the body, for the immune system. It boosts, bolsters the immune system, charges it up. You know, you charge your phone. You charge your phone, right? Your cell phone. Oh, wait, the, the cell phone's dying down. I got to charge it here. Let me get the charger, plug it in. You know, the iPad, you know, needs a charge. You know, these devices need charging. Wait, this flashlight that I have, the battery's going dead. I got to put new batteries in it. You got to think about that with your immune system. You got to think about that that way. Every time your cell phone starts to die down, you got to plug it in again. You got to instantly think about your own immune system. But like, wait a minute, what did I do to boost up my immune system? What did I do to plug in my immune system? Like you guys, seriously, that's how you should do. That's what I do. So if I'm like, oh crap, my my cell phone's dying down. I got to plug it in here. I go, wait, what did I do for my immune system to charge it up just now? You know, and so I have to go now, and I've got, meaning I have to go and get some vitamin C. I go, let me do some vitamin C, keep the immune system strong. Let me put some extra garlic. Let me make a healing broth. Put some extra garlic in there. So, look, you can do any kind of tea when it comes down to flu. You know, you can do any kind of tea, and it'll give you some benefits. You can do chamomile tea. It can still give you some benefits. Put lemon in your teas. If you're doing herbal teas, here's the one I like. I like... I like the rose hips. I like getting the rose hips in bulk. You can get them in tea bags too now, but I like getting them in bulk, taking those rose hips, really steeping them, making, you know, doing the hot hot water, French press, whatever, steeping them, making that like red, that tea red. And then I like squeezing lots of lemon in there. And that right there is a powerhouse. It's incredible for, for, for sore throats. Okay, now, there's what happens with sore throats. There's a lot of things that cause different sore throats that aren't flu-related, but they're strep. They're low-grade chronic strep. Now, just because someone has a sore throat and a doctor, they go see the doctor, and a doctor does a swab on the back of the throat, does a culture, and strep doesn't show up, doesn't mean it's not strep-related. The only time the strep shows up from a culture is when it's at its earlier times when someone has strep throats. Like when when uh, children or young adults have a really bad case, a white pocket bubbles up on the tonsil or the back of the throat or the sides of the tonsils. And that's swabbable. That's swabbable. You could run a culture on that. But after that, a lot of times people can get sore throats and it not be, you can't do that. You stick the swab down there. The, the, the strep is in the lymphatic system, chronically underlying inside the lymphatic system, and it's causing sore throats. So just something to understand too. Strep is just, that's how it works. Okay, you can also have an Epstein-Barr sore throat. You can have a mono sore throat, a mono sore throat um, that is a virus, meaning it's a monovirus, the Epstein-Barr virus, causing a red sore throat on one side of the throat that hurts really bad. I'm giving you some different stuff about sore throats that are separate from flus. And so where you never develop, uh, you never de- develop sinusitis, you never develop mucus, you're not coughing ever, but you get this wicked sore throat on the left side of your throat. Did anybody ever get that? And the wicked sore throat on the right side of the throat, or sometimes both. But yet it doesn't turn into mucus. It doesn't turn into a fever. That's an Epstein-Barr-related sore throat that people get all the time, believe it or not, when Epstein-Barr starts to go and surfaces up through the lymphatic system and gets to the throat when you get run down. It's a different level of chronic mono people experience in their life every now and then. So that's just a tidbit, too, that I thought I'd cover as well. Um, I hope this show's been helpful. I hope it has. These are some of the things you can do to protect yourself. Um, When you go on airplanes, take handy wipes when you go on airplanes. Airplanes are Petri dishes. They are Petri dishes. It's like sitting in a Petri dish. It's like basking in a Petri dish. You know, and the funny thing is when I'm on the airplane, um, spirit doesn't stop telling me what's wrong with every single person on the airplane. So when I get on there, okay, when I get on there, it's, it's, um, there's, it's really funny. I got to tell you something. I used to think, let me be the first one on the plane to sit in the back, the way back, the last seat in the back I'll try to get. I always think, let me go sit in the last seat so I don't have to watch everybody walk down the aisle by me so I could do readings. But what happens then is I can see 
everybody in front of me, ahead of me. When you're sitting way in the back, you just see a, a sea of people. And, and then Spirit's giving me readings on every single person I'm looking at. So then I thought, let me sit at the front of the plane in any way I can capacity. And then, but then everybody walking by me as I'm sitting there, you, you know, you get the read on. So it's really funny. I've tried to dodge it the best I can. But what happens is spirit will be like, that person's got a flu. It's, it's, it's in the middle of the stage of the flu. That person just is getting the flu. That person's cough, they're getting over the flu. That person has pneumonia. That person has bronchitis. So every three people, that person is going to get the flu in three days. That person is going to get it a week from now. So spirit's telling me this as each person's walking by down the aisle. And then spirit says, that person has tuberculosis. That person has this, <laughs> and it goes on. That person just came from visiting a family member in a hospital and has MRSA. So this is how it works when I sit on the plane, and they walk, but everybody walks by. So I like to bring handy wipes. And if you want, you can be as bold as bringing an N95 mask or some kind of mask, you know, little little hospital mask, but, you know, that's that's another option, too, you have to prevent catching something on planes. I'm trying not to make you, you know, phobic about it all. I'm just saying in the height of the season, even though the flu goes all year, like I talked about before, in the height of the season, in the winter, when you don't want to catch it because it's, you know, zero degrees outside and you want to function and battle the elements, you know, you just got to look out if you can. Bring the handy wipes, wipe off your seat in the side of your seat or something that the arm rests and uh, keep your hands clean. Don't put your fingers in your eyes. You know, when I sit on a plane, I watch people rubbing their eyes. They take off their glasses, and they're just rubbing their eyes. Then they go to use the bathroom. They grab the bathroom handle, and they go in there. I watch them grab the bathroom handle and go in, and they use the bathroom. Don't wash their hands. Come out, because I know. I asked Spirit, did they wash their hands? Spirit said no. They come back out, and they hang in to touch the you know door, come in. They're rubbing their eye. They're taking off their glasses and rubbing their eyes. I'm like, well, that's great. So, the, so look out for those things. Take your handy wipes. Same thing when you're in public restrooms and everything. You can catch the flu by just not being you know, mindful about your hands. Wash them when you can. Use the handy wipes. Look out. And then keep the sink on hand. Keep all these other things I talked about on hand. You know, these herbs. Red root's another herb that can be helpful. So you can look up red root. Try to find that alcohol-free. That one's also helpful too. So bring that on board. So, you know, the bottom line is this, is look, if you've been suffering with a chronic illness, if you've if you got a chronic illness, whether you had a diagnosis or not, whether you have a diagnosis of Lyme disease, and we talk about Lyme disease, you know, you know, you know the drill. I put it in medical medium, the first book. Whether you have whatever it is, you don't want to also be battling the elements of a flu. You don't want to battle that on top of it all. And some people, they just battle their chronic illness and they, they do pretty good. They don't get a flu too often. They stay away from them. They don't get sick too often with that other outside, you know, variable. But the deal is you just want, we got enough to worry about and take care of ourselves. So do, you know, all these things can help and move you forward, strengthen you. So if you're someone that's dealing with RA or you're somebody that's dealing with Lyme or you're somebody that's dealing with, you know, something else. You got some backup. You need some extra support, and that's what this is all about today. Listen, I love you guys. I stand behind you. You know, bless you. Bless your hearts for caring. Thank you for listening to the show. You know, I can't tell you how many times I ask Spirit, who's going to be listening to the show? And Spirit gives me a window, a window into everybody. I love you dearly. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>